0: Hello and welcome to the Retail Industry Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale, I'm your host Sam Kingma. As we get further and further into the digital age, online shopping becomes prevalent in the lives of many people all over the world. People can purchase their electronics, basic household supplies, and even their groceries all through the power of the internet. But as we continue to focus more on online shopping, many forget that it currently is a vocal minority, and that most people still do their shopping in stores. However, because of the rising relevance of detached online shopping, many brick and mortar businesses have lost their human touch when dealing with customers. Joining us today to discuss all of this is Amy Roach, founder of Retail Rockstars, to discuss the in-store experience and how businesses can bring back their humanity. How you doing, Amy?
1: I'm great, how are you, Sam?
0: Oh, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. So I wanted to start this interview asking, what is Retail Rockstars and what do you sell there?
1: What do we sell? Okay, well, I I suppose it's more of a service. So Retail Rockstars, we do events and in-store experience for retailers. And um, usually those are in the form of an inspirational or educational event. So that's our service.
0: And are you doing these services at universities?
1: No, for retailers.
0: Okay, for retailers. So can you give me an example of one of these inspirational or educational sort of experiences?
1: Sure. So um, it obviously it depends on who the retailer is. But for instance, um, one of the last ones we just did was... A, a keto workshop have you ever heard of keto sam is
0: that the uh, that's the diet right
1: yeah yeah okay. <laughs> so um we had a a retailer over here that um yeah they sell appliances and kitchen stuff and so uh one of the latest shows or events that we ran was um facilitated by this awesome girl her name is leah williamson and she's kind of the paleo keto expert and so she talked about her life and how her life had she used to have a autoimmune disease and so she kind of shares a bit of her journey and and what she's done um, she also has a podcast <laughs> and um and basically uh showed them how to sort of navigate through keto how to get tests done and what the diet sort of looks like and then she actually um, even though she's not a chef or anything like that. She actually prepared a couple things uh, towards the end there. So yeah, it's a bit of a few different things, I guess. Um, a bit of a journey, uh, a bit of a what's, you know, um, what's the life like of a person who who does that, and um, and then a bit of hands-on sort of you know how to. Okay,
0: so what led you to sort of go out and create this in-store experience with these sort of motivational speakers?
1: Well, I owned a I owned my own um, appliance store for about eleven years, and during that time, and I've always been in marketing, so I'm I'm very um, I'm always very interested in and in what impacts humans and why we make the decisions you know that we make, so. Um, Yeah, I had noticed we were just spending so much money on marketing, and most of it, it was quite a while ago now, um, probably about 2012, and most of it was push marketing. Um, And we had just, I just really noticed our return on investment was sinking, our profitability was, you know, not really great. Um, And I would go to our head office and, uh, because it was part of a, a, you know, there was 109 stores in in Australia. And I'd go to our head office and they'd be talking about the digital customer experience and I thought, you know, that's great, but at the time, you know, that it only represented about three and a half percent of my total retail sales. and so I was like, you know, I I'm really interested in this in-store experience. And so I started doing a bit of research and there really wasn't anything out there. And so I just started experimenting myself with putting different events on and 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 really that's That's how it all happened, (laughs) just through being curious, I suppose.
0: Okay, so you touched on a lot of very interesting things that I really want to get to. So first things first, I want you, if you could please define what you believe the in-store experience to be, and if you could talk to me about the value of that.
1: Oh, I think the in-store experience is, it's everything that happens inside the store. Quite often, I think people um, only talk about, you know, the sales aspect or, the, the the sales people aspect and that's really important as well I mean you have to have that right um, but there's so many other uh, factors that play in retail today most of our customers are are going online to begin with first so that the whole logical um, rational side of marketing so to speak that's, that's all about, you know, features and benefits and and all that kind of stuff. Most of that has already been satiated online. So when a customer comes in store, it's really important to make an emotional connection. And um, I think, you know, a store full of boxes and things is not exciting and it's not emotional. So for me, everything that happens inside the store is in-store experience. I know that's a very broad thing to say, but, but it is, it's, it's not just your salespeople. It's not just your customer service, um, or merchandising or events and things that you're doing. It, It actually is the whole package. But I specifically specialize in the events and the experiences in store.
0: Now, have you seen any major change with customers coming back to stores where you do put on these motivational or educational events or workshops?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I suppose, you know, there's so much choice out there today, isn't there? We can shop wherever we we want. And I think the hardest thing today is, is that, Um, we've really sort of dehumanized retail and in Australia, um, you know, 80% of people are still buying things physically in store. So that's a really important component to get right. And I just, I just didn't feel that, you know, as a retailer myself, I didn't feel I was doing that great of a job. And, and, and I suppose that's, you know, where all that came from.
0: So you mentioned sort of the retail experience becoming dehumanized. How do you rehumanize the, the experience of in-store shopping?
1: That's a great question. Um, I always like to start with, uh, we. from a retail standpoint, we have really nationalized our marketing to, to reach more people. And obviously that's cheaper. I feel what the, the real benefit or whatever to to humanizing things is to kind of bring it back to the individual store levels. How how are they connecting with the community and their local customers and making and I feel that humanizing their business in so much as um, for instance, you know, I, I'll I'll even ask my clients what what do, what do, what, do, what are what do all your friends and family know you for what are you known for and I'm I'm talking about this is like the owner of the store or it could be the the head you know the GM of retail at that site or whatever um, and it's really about teasing that out and bringing out some really interesting aspects of who they are as a, a person because, you'll find that their staff and everyone else work there because of the retail leader. And so I, I always find that really interesting to kind of look at what, they, what their interests are and bringing that out and, and starting with events and things that might even fit in with their own personality. So it's really about giving your retail business a personality um, instead of it's just a logo and a brand. Um, and that's, you know, the first step anyway.
0: Now, you mentioned earlier in this interview about sort of the digital experience, whereas when you first got into retail, it was only like 3% of your sales came from, from digital sales. Then recently you mentioned it becoming 20% sales in Australia are digital. Do you worry that your business model is going to eventually fall out of favor as that digital group grows. Or do you think that going to the store and physical shopping is always going to be bigger than digital shopping?
1: I don't know that it's always going to be bigger, but what I do know is that people will never stop going to a store to shop and buy things. Yes. For purchases. I think, I mean, I buy tons of stuff online. I always have. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a convenience factor, but I think shopping and purchasing are two different things. You know, if I need laundry detergent, um, I don't need to go to a store to see that. Uh, so I think retailers in that space, um, yeah, you know, you could be in for a bit of trouble, (laughs) so to speak. Uh, but I, I don't ever see an end to, to shopping, um, for, for important things that, that, you know big decisions in your life Um, I mean I would never you know I would never buy a car online I would never buy my appliances online I would never buy an outfit for a race day or some important thing online there's no chance (laughs) it just wouldn't happen so I think, I think there is a distinct difference and I think there's a distinct difference in why you would have events in store. So you're, you're obviously not going to have events for, um, things that, you know, that don't carry a lot of emotion, let's say.
0: So no workshops on laundry detergent, for example?
1: No, (laughs) I'm sure maybe somebody could, I, I think the product testers and the, um, you know, there's sort of uh, the campaign activators that kind of get involved for new products and, and things like that. I could see them, you know, getting people um, in in sort of public or by outside of grocery stores or something involved in that. I could see that. But that's not what we focus on. Um, we don't do, like, samples and, you know, that kind of um, you know, product activation. It's, it's more about the, the customer, um, and serving them with, you know, some education or some inspiration in some kind of way.
0: Now, what have you seen as like a big trend or what are some of the big trends that you've seen since you've gotten involved with this side of retail, the event side?
1: Well, uh, I mean, I've seen lots of trends. I think one of the biggest things right now is is that, you know, over the last year or two, people have actually been talking about in-store experience. When I uh, initially started doing research, um, I, I put in all these Google alerts for in-store experience and um, retail storytelling and a whole bunch of different um things and it never went off and now <laughs> it's it's just constantly dinging on my phone so um so they're definitely hot topics so that's you know that that's one thing
0: why do you think there is so much more sort of gung-hoedness about you know getting in-store experiences at their businesses
1: well, I think there's a lot of talk about it. I don't know that there's a lot of action just yet. I mean, we are starting to see some real retail innovators getting involved in this space. Um, obviously, Macy's, you know, had just, um, well, it's not just, but um, when they acquired Story and, um, you know, brought their later on, you um, you know, that to me, I mean, Macy's is mainstream. You know, some, some of these other really high luxury brands have been doing this for years. Um, and certainly the, the top end of um, the likes of like PwC and, and all of those kind of big firms, they've been doing this for 20, you know, 15 years with their clients. Um, it just hasn't really rolled out to, I suppose, the mainstream.
0: Now, what's the uh, biggest challenge that your business with uh, retail Rockstars faces right now?
1: The biggest challenge, I suppose, I guess it's just re- retailers are sort of suffering at the moment. And usually the ones that, that need us the most are, you know, strapped for cash. They're in, um, you know, save everything mode. Uh, so it becomes very hard when you get into desperate times to kind of make those decisions, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, that's like it is for us as well with anything. Um, yeah, so that's probably the the hardest thing is um, one of my business mentors the other day said to me, Amy, you know, you can't save everyone. <laughs> so obviously he saw that as a... Um, a bit of a problem for me because I, I do, I do have my favorite retailers and I, and I desperately think, Oh my God, you know, we could do such really cool things in store. Um, but yeah, sometimes when they're past the point of, of no return, um, it's a bit hard to, to get in there and do it.
0: Have you, have you managed to, because how long have you been doing this?
1: Uh, About three years.
0: About three years, have you, man? I mean, it's a little early to say, but have you managed to work with businesses that might have been maybe close to the edge and help them sort of dig their way out of that?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, the, the first the first part that the first big brand or whatever that I worked with over here was the Good Guys, and um, I I don't know that we were on the edge, but I mean, I I was a owner, and so I could see figures across the board. Um, and we, we had, uh, our whole industry as a whole in, in appliances over here, the, the profitability is, is actually quite a bit smaller, it's smaller than the U.S., which is probably hard to believe, but, um, it is. And, and they were suffering. And part of the reason for that is that in the old days you know a huge warehouse full of all the stock was was an experience but you know that's that's not enough now that that's kind of old school and people people need more they need to be engaged and they need to understand that they're shopping with a place um, with a with a a business who who cares about them and who's ready to build a relationship and that's what I felt um, that we really needed to work on. And, and I know just, just from my store alone, when I first started doing the data, um, I had, you know, a 24%, um, increase in visitation. I mean, we had some really quite phenomenal figures, um, that came through in the first year. And then I started doing all the other, um, all the other stores as well. And so, yeah, we, we, we've got a very good track record once you you know, you know get in. I suppose the, the problem with me is just scaling, I suppose.
0: <laughs> now, I just got one more question for you, and it's what do you see for the future of not only your business, but the whole concept of the in-store experience in general?
1: Well, I, I see that I'm sure there'll be a lot of other competitors coming into the marketplace. As, as far as I know, I'm the only one in Australia that, that does anything like this. I, I see in the future that there will definitely be um, a lot more emphasis on getting to the bottom of these emotional decisions in store um, and whether we do that with uh, technology or with face-to-face humans, you know, doing events in store. I think personally, I think it's going to be a bit of both. Um, so I, I, I see that as a definite increase. I think it, just like just like all the other industries that, you know, were facing similar situations like this, um, it get, it gets to a point where you're just going to have to bite the bullet. You know, it was like way back in who knows what was it in the two would have been the the, the 2000s and and before when when people didn't want to get involved with online shopping, you know, and you just think, how much, how much has changed in such a, a fairly short time? And you have to, you have to stay ahead of the curve, especially in retail. It's essential because it's an extremely fast-moving um, business.
0: Thank you for coming on, Amy, and thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe for previous podcast articles and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Sam Kingma, and you have a fantastic rest of your day.